Hello, and welcome to the next webinar in our series, Compliance Without Compromise. I'm delighted to be your host today, but before we start, I have a few housekeeping notes for you. First of all, we are going to record today's session and we'll make it available to watch on demand afterwards. I will also take questions at the end, so please add your questions to the Q&A section. I will endeavor to answer them all, but if we run out of time, we will answer them afterwards and share it with you as well. And without further ado, let us proceed with today's topic. I'm Peter Budai, Chief Technology Officer here at Trezorit. As part of my role, I'm overseeing the internal IT and IT security teams as well. And we are regularly working together with the compliance department. In this session, I'm going to show you why we think compliance is an important aspect of doing business and what measures and technologies can help you to address compliance matters, especially in the field of data protection and privacy. So after a short introduction to the field, I'll cover the most important compliance requirements with little more focus on the data protection and privacy. And then I will show you how end-to-end -end encryption can help among other measures as well. Let me start with some numbers that shows why the addressing cybersecurity in your organization is important. Here you can see that uh, almost two-thirds of businesses were hit by ransomware in 2021, uh, according to the report of uh, the state of ransomware for Sohos. And out of 10, Eight companies had at least one individual who fell victim to a phishing attempt by CISA uh, assessment teams. And almost one third of organizations have experienced a security incident in their public health infrastructure within the last one year. But how an organization can protect against such cybersecurity incidents? I think one way would be to strengthen on the compliance front of your organization. With that, you can have several other benefits uh, beside this. It plays a critical role in the life of businesses for several reasons. Compliance helps to ensure that the business operates within the bounds of the law and meets regulatory requirements. It can also help to identify and manage potential risks associated with their operation. A business that operates in compliance with relevant laws and regulations can enhance its reputation and increase customer trust. And also, uh, compliance can lead to actually improve business processes because most of the compliance uh, uh, regulations require you to regularly evaluate and uh, optimize uh, your operations. And at last but not least, uh, compliance can create competitive uh, competitive advantage for your for your company by de by demonstrating to the customers uh, your commitment to ethical behavior, customer protection, social res responsibility, as such. If we narrow down our scope uh, a bit among all compliance requirements to to data protection and privacy in particular. Let's see what does it mean for people and what does it mean for companies. For people, it's a human right. We are all entitled to privacy. And it's not just me who says this, but this is 
what uh, the European Union's declaration says that everyone should have access to digital technologies, products and services that are safe, secure and privacy prote protective by design. Nowadays, we see trends that technology increases the number of threats to personal pri privacy. Uh, think about uh, all these data collection uh, issues and um, surveillance issues. But I believe that technology can also protect privacy if used well. For companies, uh, we can derive this importance to privacy from customers because privacy matters to customers. And not just customers' data, but, um, but for example, intellectual property also in uh, protecting intellectual property is also in the interest of the company. Uh, all data with the highest confidentiality, be it intellectual property, be it financial data or personal data of customers, needs to be uh, handled in a way that it remains confidential. And there are also data protection regulations uh, like GDPR that requires you to, to have strict data protection uh, practices as well. But the data protection landscape, especially in the United States, is very complex with a patchwork of federal and state laws governing the collection, storage and use of personal information. At the federal level, currently, there is no comprehensive data privacy law, although there have been recent efforts to enact uh, such legislation. Currently, there are several sector-specific laws that provide some protection for specific uh, type of data. Although we can observe a trend that more and more consumer privacy-focused bills are getting considered across the states, in 2022, uh, 60 of such bills were con considered, which is almost double, more than double than the than uh, they had in the previous years. And among these bills, we can find five states that considered uh, some consumer privacy uh, bills for the first time. Here you can see a list of data protection acts. acts that are already in effect and that your organization should take into consideration. For example, if you operate on the healthcare industry, there is the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, which is HIPAA for sure, that sets standards for protecting the privacy and security of, pro uh, of protected health in information for individuals who receive healthcare services. The COPA, regulates the online collection of personal information for ch children under the age of 13. Uh, the Fair Care Reporting Act regulates the collection of and use and dissemination of consumer credit information. Uh, and at not last, but at, at least, there is uh, the European GDPR regulation that even if it's a European regulation, it applies to companies that process personal data of in individuals in the European Union, regardless of where that company is located. So now that you are already familiar with the compliance landscape, let me draw your attention to one measure, one tool that 
you should consider when creating your compliance frameworks. And this tool is encryption and end-to-end -end encryption in particular. As you can see, the regulation I mentioned earlier already recommend encryption as a measure for achieving compliance. GDPR, FCRA, and HIPAA both advise for encrypting personal, healthcare, and financial records to tackle data protection concerns. Earlier, I mentioned end-to-end -end encryption specifically. But what is end-to-end -end encryption? End-to-end -end encryption is a method of secure communication that ensures all encrypted information remain encrypted once it leaves the sender's device until it reaches the recipient. In other words, the service provider will not have access to the data that you share with them. What does it mean to your, to your organization if you employ end-to-end -end encrypted tools in your data protection framework. First of all, you gain the ability to replace physical backups, replace on-premises solutions, and migrate to the cloud by maintaining the security level of an on-premises uh, solution, which is extremely important, especially for highly regulated industries. With, with this, you can prevent data loss and data leakage, and you can ensure compliance with all the aforementioned data protection requirements and information security protect policies. How? Because end-to-end, because using an end-to-end -end encrypted tool basically stops the data from entering yet another actor that you will need to include in your third-party risk assessment. Properly chosen end-to-end -end encrypted tools are making data sharing between internal teams and internal parties more efficient and flexible, user-friendly, and easy to integrate, all without worrying about data leakage. But end-to-end -end encryption is not the only tool you have. Uh, here I collected some the approaches for data protection that can be used in combination to create a comprehensive and effective data protection program that balances the need for privacy with the need for data and using the data. Mm. The, the specific approach or combination of approaches will depend on the nature of the personal information being collected, the purposes for which it is being used, and the risk associated with its collection, storage, and use. Let's go one by one. Privacy by design involves embedding all the privacy considerations into the design of systems, processes, and products from the outset, rather than as an afterthought. This helps to prevent privacy violations before they occur and ensure that privacy is an integral part of the development process. Notice and consent approach requires organizations to provide individuals with notice about how uh, their personal inf information will be collected. This gives the individuals, the users, control over their personal information, and they can make informed, informed decision about its use. Data minimization instructs you to limit the collection, storage, and use of personal information to what is absolutely necessary for a specific purpose. 
This helps reducing the risk of harm of individuals and reducing the amount of data if any, uh, any of them is accidentally exposed or misused. Data security uh, involves implementing all, uh, all the appropriate technical and organization measures to protect personal information from authorized access, use, disclosure, and or disco uh, distraction. Sorry, from unauthorized access, use, uh, disclosure, and distraction. This includes measures such as encryption, end-to-end -end encryption that I uh, mentioned, but also access controls and regular security audits as well. And finally, data retention and destruction involves establishing policies and procedures for retaining personal information only for as long as it's needed and securely disposing uh, of the data when it's no longer needed. This also helps similarly to data minimization to, to reduce the risk of uh, harm and amount of data that are that is being exposed uh, uh, to any cyber threat. And with that, I would like to conclude my presentation. I really hope you found it useful and found some interesting information for your organization and compliance program. And now, as I promised at the beginning, we will we still have some time for questions. So if you haven't already, you can ask your questions in the Q&A window. I will wait a bit more for you to have time to type your questions. Mm, thank you. There is a, a com compliment that Trusit is great. Thank you very much. I really, really hope you like it. Uh, are we going to make enterprise features more affordable for the end users? Um, that's that's a good question, and it's uh, more like a, a business related, uh, business development related questions. Uh, we try to design our uh, um, products in a way that the the product packages that we offer are uh, are in match, are in par with the with the business sizes that uh, that we are uh, that we are targeting with that, and that uh, we are. Um, we are trying to like create the packages for 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 uh, the typical uh, business sizes um however it's we are always interested in uh which which features are you uh, specifically uh interested in uh i'm I would suggest you to reach out to to our customer service or reach out to your account manager uh and, and tell them which features you are uh, you are interested in, and uh, we can see uh, what we can do. You're welcome. <clears throat> Another question? Yes, there is a question whether the slides or the recording will be available uh, for you to review again. Uh, yes, uh, uh, naturally, we are going to share the slides and the, the recording as well with you and also the answers uh, to your questions uh, on the on our website. Or And we also send you a link to all the attendees of the recipients. OK, I think uh, we have just one more minute. We have some, uh, some questions from you. 
and uh, yeah, if don't, I think we can. Uh, and if any question come come to your mind later on, you can reach out to us uh, through our customer service or through our contact form uh, as well, and uh, on the website, and and you can ask your questions later on. If you liked today's webinar, I would like to draw your attention to the next one. You can already register to the next webinar, which is going to be on the 7th of December at the very same time of the day, 3 p.m. That session is going to be more a practical one because in that session we are going to cover all new features and products and improvements uh, that we introduced throughout uh, this year. This is going to be the so-called State of the Union uh, webinar of ours. But in case that's too long to wait for you, don't forget that you can also watch all our recent webinars on demand. You can just you need to go to Treasury's website to the webinars and event page, or simply click on these links uh, on this slide. Uh, in any case, I would like to thank you for your attention and thank you for uh, being here with us in this webinar. And I really hope I we are going to see you in, in the next one. Meanwhile, uh, you are welcome to. Uh, check out our website or check out uh, check out our other videos on YouTube. Thank you very much. Goodbye.